Hello and welcome to the Health Excel podcast with me, Chandana. And Martin. Today with us, we have Francesca Whitkey, who is the Chief Digital Officer of Almiral and was sitting in her digital garden in the Barcelona Health Hub. Hi, Francesca. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks for having me. Sunny (laughs) Barcelona. On this beautiful garden, quite literally, I guess for those who can't see and are just listening, we are surrounded by walls of plants and greenery. We took the idea of the digital garden quite literally in our, <laughs> <laughs> in our decor. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let's, let's kind of wind back a little bit. Uh, what we'd like to do is um, kind of get to know you a little bit. Sure. And then maybe talk about your career and then into where we are today and what's happening. So maybe just take us back a little bit to New York City. Yeah, so I'm a native New Yorker, born and raised. Um, a rare breed. A very. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was in New York uh, most of my life until I moved to to Europe. But uh, but yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm from. That's where I started my career and and did all of my education. So well, tell us a little bit about that early early days. Of, yeah, what did you like to do? Yeah. What did you study? Yeah. What did you enjoy in school? Well, early on, I was told um, by my uh, sister, Margaret Mary, who was uh, my Catholic school counselor, Uh that um, girls can't be scientists. Okay. So, of course, I decided (laughs) I need to be a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I roll. (laughs) So, um, so I I was always very interested in science, obviously, and in biology in particular. Yeah. I went initially to uh, to go pre med when I in my oh, undergrad. Um, Incidentally, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Our previous guest, Bill Toronto, also did pre med, and then he completely moved and yeah. became um, a madman in in the these podcasts, you get to learn so much about. <laughs> yeah, it. So yeah. You started pre med. I started pre med. Yeah. Um, I was really interested in the investigative side of things. Okay. Um, initially I wanted to be a pediatrician. I was told by my own pediatrician at the time that I, he knew me pretty well, that I would be incredibly bored being a pediatrician Oh wow! because I would see a lot of the same things over and over again and suggested research. Yeah. So, um, in between university and deciding what I wanted next, I was managing a clinical trials unit in New York city in Beth Israel. Wow. In it was HIV um, and AIDS and HIV focused at the time. What, what time um, period is this one? I'm dating myself, but it was um, <laughs> it was '95. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, Martin. Yeah. Um, it was uh, 1995, so okay. it was the time that the protease inhibitors were being tested in the clinic. Okay. Right. So hugely transformational times mm-hmm. from that yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we really saw a, a really transformation within the patient's lives. So right. patients would come in near death often. Yeah. Um, they weren't working because yeah. they couldn't. They yeah. were really, really unwell. And then, you know, after the trial, they were doing much, much better. They yeah. had to consider what next because yeah. they were living. Yeah. yeah. And many of them went back to school. They had to look for jobs. And um, and it was really so impactful to me to see that degree of change in, mm-hmm. in a patient's life, mm-hmm. life rather. So I decided I wanted to do HIV drug discovery. Okay. okay. And so I um, I got my PhD in, in pharmacology with that intent uh-huh. uh, and did HIV research while there. 
actually cell-based cell therapy okay. HIV research. Um, I would, I would, um, in order to get the stem cells for my experiments, mm -hmm. I needed um, human umbilical cord right. blood. So I would wait outside labor delivery <laughs> with a lasagna pan. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulate the mom the, and the baby. The the car and then <laughs> ask for placenta <laughs> and walk it across the street That's into the lab. <laughs> so um, really, really interesting kind of gory stuff. But um, but that kind of formed the basis of, um, of my interest, uh, both in cell therapy, which I'll get back to. I did for a while when I was at Novartis, but also in, in drug discovery. Okay. Um, I would say my path hasn't been a linear one, but yeah. the red line through all of it has been to accelerate drug discovery yeah. mm -hmm. and provide benefit to patients mm -hmm. with, you know, different approaches along the way. So it, I also realized that the pace of academic research was mm -hmm. a bit slower than I had patients for. Mm -hmm. um, why, why, why is it so slow? Because I think people get so focused in a niche of a niche of a niche yeah. and become the expert in that in that very small space, whether it's you know an antibody interaction or a cell yeah. signaling pathway or whatever it is, um, that it takes a while to to prove that particular micro yeah. hypothesis and then expand it more broadly. Right. Yeah. right. And I just because biology is so complicated. It's so complicated yeah. and yeah. it's so interrelated, and yeah. um, and I just didn't have the right mm -hmm. mindset for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you started the story, I was just going to say, I wonder how you felt then when you actually went into research if it was as stimulating as your pediatrician had said it would be. Yeah. Well, it was, and I loved the investigative yes. aspect of it. I loved um, being presented with a thorny problem and having yeah. to solve it, mm -hmm. and I still love that. Yeah, um, but you know, waiting. 20 years for yeah. to see something come to fruition is super yeah. frustrating. So mm -hmm. my thesis advisor um, from back then got in touch with me uh, a couple of years ago saying that, you know, we're starting to do clinical trials with the stuff that wow. we're working on. And while that's great and of that's course. super exciting, I, I can't imagine having stayed yeah. with it through all that, yeah, <laughs> through all that time. Waiting so, for grants and yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I went into private equity, as you do. Yeah, is that like the default choice? It's like when in doubt, just go in. No. <laughs> no, in fact, most people that I graduated with. How did that come about? Um, over some wine. I was sitting around thinking about my next steps and what they okay. should be with a bunch of people um, in an incubator space within New York that was run by some family offices and some uh, health entrepreneurs. Um, and they were looking for, they were starting a new, a new endeavor. They had worked together in uh, a group called uh, the Wilkerson Group, which was then bought by IBM, and this was kind of an offshoot of it. Uh, and they were looking for people with a scientific background willing to to diligence the the science behind right. um, okay. behind opportunities, they were forming this group at the time called uh, Symphony Capital, okay. which was private equity but really more structured finance, where they um, they would take two or three assets from a biotech company, create a new co around them, and then mm. run the clinical development and pay for the clinical development with. And the originator had a pre negotiated buyback and okay. a, at a pre negotiated time and price. So the idea initially was that I would go in and, and kind of look under the hood in terms of the, the science and the yeah. preclinical work. 
which was really interesting to me and obviously very different than, than what I had done. So it was, um, it was a very steep learning curve. I had to right. learn finance pretty quickly. I had yeah. to learn <laughs> the biotech world pretty quickly, how, yeah. how that worked, how to structure deals. Um, in the early days while we were raising the fund, eventually it was a $315 million fund, but uh, in the early days we also did consulting work because of their background okay. um, to keep the lights on. So yeah. I also learned management and strategic consulting yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> so um, it was it was a great learning. We ended up doing a number of deals eventually mm. and, and also consulted with big pharma and small pharma. Yeah. Um, which was great, and uh, but it was very fast-paced. Of course. And uh, I was there for about four years or so. And then after my first son was born, I realized that living on a plane was probably not suitable for my yeah. current situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I actually went back to academia. So I went okay. um, back to Mount Sinai, where I was helping right. um, license technologies, okay. um, creating spin-offs um, and startups from the inventions from the scientists right. there, which I enjoyed, but I felt was was still quite academic. I yeah. think you know there was, as in all academic universities and, and institutions, there are a lot of um, hierarchies embedded by of course by tenure and by yeah. status, and so. I was really trying to drive for, you know, the real the business case for yeah. the rationale okay. um, for the various inventions. So um, it was it was interesting, really good learning, but but again, still I thought quite academic. Yeah. And so then I was kind of deciding what next, and uh, it turned out that my husband at the time was also deciding what next. He was also a scientist by training, had been on Wall Street. Um, had been with, you know, one of the big four consulting groups. And so we decided to pretty quickly quit, quit both of our jobs and start a consultancy. Wow. wow. So we, at this point, had two kids <laughs> started a consultancy. Um, what was it called or does it exist? It, no, no, it's, it stopped with us. Okay. Uh, it was asked in Biopharma Advisors. Okay. And we helped um, biotech and pharma companies evaluate their pipelines, do a little bit of M&A and licensing mm. advisory work, portfolio prioritization. Uh, we ended up running it for four years, more successfully than we hoped. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it was like, a, you just thought, well, let's give this a go yeah. in a few years. And Did see you enjoy it? Then. We loved it. And okay. we loved working together. We have very different working styles and mm. did very, we were able to bring different Bits to and it made it work. And made it work. And uh, we ended up hiring a bunch of people in mm. and, uh, and had a, a running business for a while. Wow. And then we were pitching work to Novartis. And at the time, they needed someone in portfolio management. And they said, look, you know, would either or both of you like to apply for this role? It's in Switzerland. And uh, we had three kids at this point. <laughs> And, uh, and we realized I, as a New Yorker, no offense to anyone living in the, the suburbs of New York, I couldn't deal with New York City suburbs. So, <laughs> so uh, a, a trip to, uh, to Switzerland seemed change. like a good, yeah. a good option. So we did. We, uh, we, we went to Basel. Mm -hmm. um, initially, my, my husband joined. I took my first of three maternity leaves okay. <laughs> and stayed with the kids for a little while and then went to Novartis myself. Okay. Uh, first on the development strategy side, then on the commercial strategy side, and ultimately within the, the cell and gene therapy group that we helped build because okay. we realized the way um, we were structured as an organization okay. at Novartis wasn't conducive to 
structuring cell and gene therapy because you needed to, for manufacturing, for example, throw all the SOPs out the window and start from scratch. Okay. okay. For regulatory, do the I same. See. And oh, for commercial, do the same. Yeah. So we carved out a separate unit, the okay. cell and gene therapy unit. Wow. And my role there was kind of to, to establish the strategy. Someone found out that my thesis work had involved cell and gene therapy and okay. kind of put threw me into it and okay. and um, and then also to um, to find products to to grow the portfolio. So okay. we brought in three um, three assets and then had a portfolio of, of products that we can we can then develop. Um, it was kind of the the brainchild of of David Epstein, okay. who um, who was the CEO at the time, and then left. Unfortunately, it's somewhat dissolved since his departure, but um, uh-huh. but okay. still super exciting assets. The, the common theme seems to be this kind of intersection of science, investment, and management, or execution, or whatever way you'd like to... Yeah. The three pillars of that, and trying to be the intersection between those. I think, yes, certainly, but also with a view to the the most innovative, thorny projects. Yeah. 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 I think the, <laughs> easy, the easy stuff didn't uh, interest me much. <laughs> and what was it like moving from New York to Basel? Because it's literally the opposite. It was literally the yeah, opposite. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, right. moved from Manhattan to a village outside of Basel. So not wow. even in the village of Basel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, where uh, we were in a 110-year-old Swiss farmhouse okay. with sheep on one side and cows on the other. Oh. Um, as different from Manhattan as you can possibly get. Yeah. We also learned that our children didn't know how to climb stairs because we, <laughs> oh, <'cause laughs> we were on the 27th floor of the building. <laughs> so that was fun to watch. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, so they've since learned. They've since learned. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're much older now. Um, yeah, it was, I think because it was so different, there was no comparison to be made. It was yeah. just a completely yeah, different life, different which is good. I think yeah. as expats, often you can compare yeah. a lot to home. Yeah. And it's and not really fair to either. It's yeah. not fair to either. Yeah, you're yeah. you're 100% right. But it's also, I think when it's so different, you can't even think of making a comparison. Right. So it was good. it was really good for us. Good, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. We intended to go for a year. We stayed for six. Oh good. Um, <laughs> so we liked it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but ultimately the goal was always to to live in Barcelona. Um, okay. And well, why is that? Yeah. Um, my family's from here originally. My grandfather's Catalan. Okay. Uh, and he went to Cuba during the Franco years. My parents are Cuban and then they left Cuba during the Castro years to the US. Okay. Um so they're, they've wow. been fleeing dictators for generations. <laughs> <laughs> come back to your roots. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but, you know, my husband and I love Barcelona. We, yeah. fell, we fell in love with it years ago. So that was the destination, and you're, but you were still in, in Novartis in Basel. We were still you, in Novartis, so yeah. How do, you, how do you make that jump? And so one day, also over some glasses of wine, we decided that we would... <laughs> Lots of decisions <laughs> seem to be made in bars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably should work on that. <laughs> Um, we decided that um, we were going to, if we didn't set a date to move, we would have to either do it now or wait until the children were much older because of the difference in in language. Uh, They were speaking German and Swiss German and English in in Switzerland. So we made a decision that by June of 2015, we would move to Barcelona regardless, whether we were with Novartis or not. Um, They asked if I could move to New Jersey because that's where the the nexus of the cell and gene therapy group was moving. And that wasn't um, that wasn't an option because it was was Barcelona or bust at that point. (laughs) Um, 
So uh, I started looking for opportunities in, in Barcelona and found Almeral was looking for a head of strategy for corporate development because they, um, they were mostly a respiratory and primary care business, had mm-hmm. sold the respiratory business to AstraZeneca okay. and were looking to rebrand themselves as a dermatology company and looking for dermatology assets. So I was brought on to lead that, uh, that external strategic piece mm-hmm. and, and did so. And then I got a call um, from the Global Health Innovation Fund that, <laughs> that they were looking for someone about a year in to lead European investments for the fund in digital health. And I said, look, you know, I have very little exposure. experience and exposure to digital health. Here are the few projects that I've done. But um, they said, you know, come come join us. So I did. <laughs> And I, I uh, worked with um, with Bill and the team for about three years. Um, How was that jump uh, from one world into the digital world? Yeah, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. I I, I just I got the bug for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. drank the digital Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and again, loved how innovative yeah. it was, and how how much closer we can get to patients yeah. through digital solutions and services, yeah. and and really change and transform their lives in a meaningful way. So okay. it was kind of back to that red line yeah. of of accelerating change through through innovation, yeah, uh, which I loved. Okay, um, and and I the European market is um, it's. Ripe for ripe for growth, but we're we're not quite there yet. Yeah. So there was a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies to help grow. Yeah. Um, which was really exciting and and interesting, and we made some some interesting investments in in Europe. Right. Um, you know, yeah. while while we were while I was there and and part of the team, my focus at the time was largely in software enabled clinical trial management solutions because right. okay. that's a huge need and, and niche in the market. And I know that Health Excel just uh, completed a report in, uh, in that area yeah, that, yeah. that I think is excellent and a, and a great resource. Thank you. And, and then I was there for a while and Carlos Gallardo, who's the, he's part of the Gallardo family that, that mm-hmm. uh, runs Almoral, but he's also a venture capitalist. And so we had tried to do some things uh, together at, at GHI. And he said, look, you know, I know you're in Barcelona. Can We're thinking about a digital strategy for Almoral. Would you mind helping us out? And I said, sure. You know, I'm, yep. I'm happy to help. They're, they had a group convened called the Digital Board. And um, I would join, you know, periodically every couple of months right. and talk about, you know, how to lay out the strategy. And we had one particularly thorny meeting where we had um, some some outside experts come in and I, I challenged them pretty hard. And so... Um, the the CEO of the company after asked if I could could stay because he wanted to chat. So I thought he was <laughs> going to give me a talking <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. for being a little too harsh on the right. on the external yeah. consultants. And instead, he asked if I would consider taking on the the role of of oh. CDO. So a very different conversation than yeah, I had yeah, anticipated. Um, but I was I was really quite intrigued by it because mm-hmm. there was a lot to be done. I yeah. think. The company is uh, is still after I've been here for a year, early on in the digital transformation journey. But mm-hmm. there's a real willingness to to innovate and to change and to to have a, a meaningful impact again yeah. on patients. I think what's incredible is anyone today will associate you with you know expertise in digital health. But the fact that that was so new to you, mm-hmm. even just say five six years ago, it's incredible the strides you've made. Oh, and I you. think I was telling you last week in Austria that. You know, Almiral is 
suddenly on the map and how you know yeah. and it just in the one year that you've you've taken over i think it's it's pretty incredible oh well thank yeah. you very much that's very kind well we were we were hoping to to do more work with startups and i think it's hard to do if you're not a known entity in the ecosystem yeah right so one of the goals was to position ourselves as as startup friendly and and that's what we're looking to do as well with the digital garden we're here in the digital garden with the the companies that we're helping to to grow um we have we have the the digital garden which is the the startup facing component but we also have the digital academy which is our internal mentoring okay. group so we had a, a call for mentorship we thought we'd get you know 10 people or so we had 50 Oh, great. <laughs> so we had to create different tiers different of levels. involvement because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some quite senior people Once that we didn't enough. quite know what to do yeah, with. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so we've created a kind of strategic board for them to, to kind of float in and out and, okay. and, and give and strategic what's the advice. What's the overall strategic intent? Um, th- th- there are two. I think from, from the startup perspective, we're really helping we want to really help them grow. Right. Um, these are companies that we've identified within the medical dermatology space, which is our focus, yeah. that we want to exist in the world. Okay. We didn't think that they were at a point of scale and scope that we can directly partner with them from a commercial perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we wanted them to still be around in two or three years' time okay. when they had that scale. Yeah. So the idea is to graduate them into venture capital funding so that they still exist in the okay. world. So this is a long-term... It's a longer-term yeah. view. Yeah. That being said... Within the first week, we signed our first collaborative partnership agreement, okay. and we have another one coming with, okay. with the startups that we currently uh, have. How did that, is it, were they just moving faster than you thought, or was there more of an appetite within Almeral? I would say both. Okay. Um, it, it, it was driven through the Digital Academy, so we have yeah. a group of about 15 dedicated mentors yeah. that um, their objectives are aligned with the milestones of the startups, okay. um, and they spend about a day a week here mm-hmm. in the Digital Garden mm-hmm. working with the startups. And they found ways to to immediately interact and, and add value to the company. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you think it's just it's always hard to get big companies and small companies to work together? Right? And in my experience, it comes down to individuals who kind of want to sit at the same table and want to work on things. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that is that a component here? It is, and and it's also you know the idea is that we we teach our team members you know a different way of working, a different yeah. way of thinking, a different way of approaching companies yeah. and problems, and and um, right. and not thinking in a traditional way. Great. But um, they've kind of gone off the reservation <laughs> in a really good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're super dedicated to yeah. the yeah. to the startups that they're that they're partnering with. It's also interesting because I think lots of people are quite skeptical about accelerators and yeah. the, the return for the company or like the business model around it. Yeah. I think there's definitely something very interesting here because the commitment initially is not heavy-handed, but you've already found opportunities to kind yeah. of commercialize. So. I, I was really concerned about starting an accelerator where the KPIs were based on on bringing immediate operational value to yeah. the company. Because in nine months' time, yeah. you can't How even can get you? A, a contract yeah. signed right, with right, Pharma. Right. So right. um, that's a big ask. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of accelerators fail. Yeah, I did a lot of homework before taking <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. the role yeah. and, and talking to a lot of people, including including yeah. you, Martin, about this role yeah. um, and about the accelerator and, and you know how we can maybe think of it a little bit differently and, and thinking through what the needs were yeah. for Almeral yeah. and how we might get to a point of cultural transformation by way of this accelerator. It was kind of a a little bit of a different spin to it. It turns out that 
people are so engaged yeah. that they're willing to to work with the companies and partners. I think it's a really interesting thing because you know I've been kind of following this for five or six years, and you've seen all these accelerators. I think Lisa Sunan did a report saying it was like a over a hundred digital yeah. health accelerators in the world. You know, and we were kind of saying, well, do we need another one? And I, you know, yeah. so, but what I think is really interesting is it's almost about a you're trying to transform the company yeah right and that's obviously strategic it's not about working with startups the startups are just part of the ingredients to try and change the culture and try and change they are and but we also want to be true to the startups and give them the benefit of of the expertise in-house because many of them don't know how pharma works yeah absolutely giving them whether it's legal expertise or hr Mm -hmm. or importantly you know market access Mm -hmm. and regulatory help Um, a lot of these companies have to get ce marks and yeah. yeah, and you know we're we're helping to map out yeah. those those plans as mm-hmm. well. So, providing um, enough value to the startups right. that also to encourage them to see us as a yeah. as a, a partner um, yeah. that they can work with over yeah. time. No, I think and, it's spot on. I mean, and, and that was the conversation we were having with Bill just before he came in about like you know will big tech take over pharma or vice versa? And it's like, well, it's actually about working together. Yeah. And I think it's the same with startups. And I think it's okay to have a strategic intent, which is this is what we're trying to do. And this is the value of exchange. And, and there's just transparency there. People understand what they're getting into. Yeah. And I think transparency is is a big it's part a key, of it. Because, yeah. you know, the, the startups that we have within the digital garden are also all sitting in the same room together. Yeah. yeah. And they're interacting, and, and we are already seeing ways that they can collaborate. Right. And, yeah. You know, because we're in the Barcelona Health Hub, they can reach out to the other startups and yeah. the other corporations within within yeah. the network yeah. and, and partner with them as well. And do you feel like you are well positioned to kind of empathize because you've been in the whole the R and D phase? Yeah. You've been through starting up your own company. So I think you you have all of those bits that you can bring to the table now. I think it's a little bit of a a different language, you know, and being able to translate that language across the value chain. So, you know, with my background as a scientist, we can can go in and talk to the scientists in a different way. You know, as an entrepreneur, as an investor, you have to kind of put a different hat on. Um, But helping the startups understand what hat to use when (laughs) Um, and, and what language to use and how to translate that. What is your favorite thing about Barcelona? Um, I have to say the weather. (laughs) (laughs) The the weather and the food, um, you know, there's, it's really a lovely place to live. Isn't it? Yeah. We've lived in in a bunch of different places, but the the balance between quality of life and and quality of work life, because I think people here are are very, very well-educated, highly trained with lots of international experience, but, you know, on, on when you're not in the office or working, you're not in the office, you're not in the office and working. Oh, it's a, it's a really healthy. good balance. Yeah. 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 So, so we're in the digital hub. Is that what the digital? Digital garden. Digital garden, which it's is, Barcelona which is Barcelona health, 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 health yep. hub, excuse me. So uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit tomorrow, but maybe you could, for the listeners, just, just give a little bit of an overview of what it is. Yeah, so the Barcelona Health Hub was um, was started just over a year ago as a as a network, a community of of entrepreneurs and of corporations uh, within Barcelona. Because what a lot of us who have been here for some time, I've been living in Barcelona now for five years. There's an incredible amount of um, of good technology, mm-hmm. both from a, a biotech and, and pharmaceutical side, yeah. as well as increasingly on on a medtech um, digital health side. Because the universities here are very, very good, mm-hmm. 
Um, but they're, they were having trouble getting visibility, international visibility outside mm -hmm. of Spain, outside of Europe, um, and getting the appropriate fund, funding to get them over that kind of yeah. chasm, yeah. That, you yeah. know, the very early stage to, to growth stage. So uh, a bunch of folks started the, the Barcelona uh, Health Hub, and I think at this point there are at over 170 corporations involved. Wow, which in is one massive year. Yeah. in a That's year. Huge. Yeah, they've yeah. done tremendous work, and it's a it's a mix of of big companies, um, health insurers, uh, pharma, yeah. corporates, um, individual investors, and then also of course the yeah. the startups. And what I like about it is that they're not all Barcelona-based. So the okay. companies yeah. are from elsewhere. We have a couple of Silicon Valley investors, a couple of Asian investors. Yeah. And it's it's starting to put Barcelona on the map yeah. as, yeah. A, as a hub of innovation, particularly in digital health. I yeah. think there was you know, a bit uh, within Spain in terms of, of fintech in Madrid, um, but not from a digital health perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see anywhere really around Europe where this exists, yeah. quite frankly. You know, I think, uh, you know, we've looked, there's all these different pockets of activity and mm -hmm. all these great people, but there's no one place where you have... Building. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's building. it. Yeah, people that, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you have proximity to people and... It's uh, a historic building, yeah, it's an old hospital. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think just in the course of trying to bring this event together, which is the Health Excel Global Gathering tomorrow here in Barcelona, I've learned so much that I did not know existed yeah. here. So I'm sure it's the same for everyone coming as well. Yeah, and for our startups, we have the opportunity to leverage the hospitals, not only in Sao Paulo, but across Barcelona yeah. as test beds. And oh, that's, that's a really unique opportunity yeah. for a lot of the startups because it's very difficult for them to get those pilots to, to show their stuff 100%. and yeah. then to get yeah. the validation to then go to pharma and others we yeah. could spend all afternoon i think chatting but unfortunately we will run out of time um is it time for our the favorite question <laughs> yeah uh -oh. so, <laughs> yeah i did say you can ask me anything yeah, now i'm nervous <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's an easy one yeah if not the cdo of almiral or the r d scientist so you you can't pick those buckets anymore or the mm. consultant what would you be doing Geez, that's a tricky question because I maybe we need I've, some wine. I've done maybe we need some wine, and I'll make a <laughs> drastic decision. Um, I, um, I've my path hasn't been very linear, so I, I don't. I've done a lot of the things that I've wanted to do that uh -huh. have interested me. Um, I've always wanted to be a, a country music singer, although wow. oh. I don't really like country music <laughs> and I can't sing. Far from that, you're but qualified. Nonetheless, <laughs> you just no wanted the idea. audience. <laughs> no, no, I think I'd be terrified. I don't know. That's 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 my answer. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we have further investigation needed. <laughs> to do, yeah. Francesca, thank you so much for hosting us oh, and thanks thank for you. coming yeah. in today. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you both so much. Thank you.